Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Central Stadium, an iconic sporting venue. As part of a major fundraising drive, My Stadium Seat is offering you the chance to place your name or the name of someone who loves GAA on a seat at the Field of Legends. Packages from €100 Euro include seat naming plaques, certs of authenticity, online biographies and open day tickets. Show your supports, visit mystadiumseat.com. Sample Stadium, where every name matters. Premier Review, Future Player of the GAA Podcast. My name is Kevin Ryan, and I'm your host for today. I'm joined by Tarla Sarsfield's Sean Smith, Carrick Davin, Stephen Cronin, and Clam Malogman, Colin Parcel. We're going to go down through the Tipperary Leash game from last week, and then we're going to have a look at the big game next Sunday in Central Stadium, Tipperary versus Kilkenny, and all the other issues of the week. Then we'll have a quick look back at the other games in Division 1 of the National Hurling League. We'll touch on Tipperary footballers' performance against Leitrim and then take a brief look at the club calendar. So straight into it, lads. Um, a win is a win, as they say. Tipperary versus Leash, very tough conditions last Saturday evening, Omar Park. I'm going to go to you, Colin, first about your um, reflections on the game. How how do you think Tip went as a first performance of this year? Well, look, Kevin, I suppose the first thing to say is the old Irish proverb comes to mind, too small and a hebra. You know, and, and, and I mean that in two senses, really. The first sense was, I suppose, you know, it's important to get off to a good win in, in, in the league, no matter where the opposition is or who the opposition is or what the conditions are. So that was that was good to get the two points on the board. The second thing I would say is I thought Tip started the game a lot better than we finished the game. It was a funny old game in the sense that, you know, whilst the, the scoreline, we, we won by four points, I, I thought... You know, we, we didn't, once Leash went down to 14 men, I, I, don't, I don't think we, we pushed on the way I would have hoped we'd push on. Now, you, you, have to, you have to, I suppose, kind of everything you say about the game, you have to understand how bad the conditions were on the night. It was a very, very wet night. It was very, very windy. Conditions underfoot were very bad. I, I, I didn't see the league Sunday on Sunday night, and, but, but somebody was telling me that even looking at it on the television for a few minutes that they showed that they could barely see what was going on. So, you know, the conditions were bad. I suppose from a Tipperary point of view, you know, like, like with every game, you go to, you see negatives, you see positives. The positives for me, I suppose, if, if we take it from the back up, I thought Craig Morgan was excellent. Um, you know, a, a guy who, who, who has been touted around the place as, 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 as a potential you know, a star in the making for us. He attacked everything from the front and was, you know, was, was good on the overlap as well. Was always there to receive the ball coming back. Barrett, as we'd expect, you know, you know, you come to expect Carl Barrett to, to play well all the time. And again, gave gave some very good offloads and was actually a lot more advanced than, than, than the number on his back. So played a lot of his hurling out around half back and midfield. And 
you know, we, we, we are is very, we, we know he's a very, very good hurler. Um, in, in the half back line, I, I didn't see, I thought, I thought Dylan Quirk was okay. You know, he, he didn't do anything wrong, but he didn't do anything spectacular either for me. Midfield, I thought was a little bit bypassed, you know, uh, Mikey Green and, and Flynn in the middle of the field. Not, not a lot really came their way, surprisingly enough. And, and the game seemed to be, you know, revolving around them rather than them in the thick of it. In the forwards, I thought J.O. Ford was very good. You know, he, he, he was the leader of the attack and that's probably a role that he's going to have to assume going forward for us. You know, he's a, he's a very experienced player now. He's played in, you know, he's played in at least three All-Ireland finals at this stage, you know, either as a sub or as a starter. You know, he's a very, very clever player. Lovely sticks, man. Stuck, stuck the freeze very well, other than the penalty, which, which was a good save by the keeper. I was impressed with Mark Keogh as well. You know, got a couple of very good points. Um, you know, makes very good, very intelligent runs off the ball as well. Seems to find space. Um, Ger Brown as well, I thought, you know, did a lot of hurling between the two lines, between wing, wing, the half-back line and the half-forward line. Again, the conditions probably didn't, didn't, didn't suit, didn't suit, um, didn't suit Ger Brown. But nice to see him, nice to see him in, 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 in the team. One other thing, Kevin, maybe just to touch on was, you know, it, it was evident that there was a different style of play um, I, I, you know, to be seen on, on Saturday evening. Um, we were trying to be a little bit more, I suppose, economical with the ball. There was a lot of passing through the lines, I thought. And, you know, th that takes a bit of time to develop, you know, and sometimes there was a few oohs and ahs by a couple of people in, in the crowd when, when things didn't go exa exactly to, to plan. But look, that, that, that's the type of game that's in vogue at the moment. It's the game that, you know, Limerick are playing, Wexford are playing, Cork are playing. It's a game that we've got to come up and match and, and, and try and better. So a little bit of patience is, is probably needed in that. And, you know, it, it, as a first day out, as I said, some good and some bad. Yeah, that's, that's brilliant, Colin. I'm going to pick up on a couple of points you said. There. The first one, uh, Sean, is the role of Jason Ford for, now for this year. Is this really Jason Ford's opportunity? He's been a big player for tip over the last few years. Maybe his free-taking ability means that he might not get the credit he deserves from open play. But I think uh, going on last Saturday night, it's evident now that he's going to have a massive role to play for this Tipperary team. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah, 100%. And like last Saturday night, five from play for Ford as well. Like usually you might get one or two. He's necking in. And as Colin said, Tip kind of got a good start. And Ford is the main instigator there early on in the game. And the game kind of fizzles out, as I said. But he's a focus of attack. He should be in his prime now, experience on his shoulder. You know, so like, He's the kind of lad who can build the team around, like we're in trouble, maybe at three at the moment, having some, but if you have four as a kingpin kind of in the half forward line there and work around him, it's good to have a nail down position. Yeah, great. Thanks for that. And Stephen, just I suppose to talk to you about maybe on Colin's brief there, the younger players that came in for tip, um, who out of those would you most be hoping now drives on? You mentioned Mark Keown, Craig Morgan, maybe as two that have been touted tout around the place, Joe Brown as well. Is there anyone outside those three maybe that you can see breaking into that you'd like to see breaking into the team now? Well, outside those three, I suppose it's probably it probably gets harder for them. You know, I you own own Connolly there as cash has been mentioned, but I think he's probably gonna spend a year developing before he breaks onto the team. Like Craig Morgan, we're hoping now he breaks on, he becomes our cornerback now for the next 10 years. But it took him time too. You know, I think we have to be patient as well in that regard. I think the time now is for Craig Morgan, is for uh, Mark Keogh. Like, 
I won't say it, it's now or never, like, but if these lads are not going to bring, make an impact for Tipperary now, like, when will they? Like, you know, when they're 25, 6 and 7, like we spoke about Jason, Jason Ford there now, that he's probably going to be the go-to man now for Tipperary. Which, and Jason, it was, a, it, was a slight, it was a slow burner. Like, he was, he, he was inconsistent for a long time. It's the same with, with Lar before him and with Jamie before him. And then they just... They just came alive. Responsibility came to them. They came alive. We'd be hoping that with Jason Ford right now. And I think with the likes of Marky Ho coming, now, now is the time Marky Ho starts starting for tip. Whether he's consistent enough to, to be one of our main men going forward, he has to start, has to be starting for tip now going forward, I think. One of the things we spoke about on the podcast last week was the role of the keeper and maybe tip number one in that position. So, Colm, I might just come back to you there now. We spoke at length about Barry versus Brian Hogan. Brian Hogan got the nod. Um, do, you, do you see Tipperary rotating? Did Brian Hogan do enough on Saturday night for you, maybe to, to stake his case? Well, look, Kevin, I mean, I have to go back and speak about the conditions again. The conditions were so bad that it would be very, very unfair to judge anybody, and particularly a goalkeeper, on, 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 on a performance in, in the heavy rain and wind that we had on, on Saturday night. The goal that, that, that beat Brian came from a 65. Now, at the game, it was, it was difficult to see. Did it get a touch or did it go straight in? It, it, it seems that it took a touch on the way in from what I've heard subsequently. Um, and, and, you know, look, you don't want a goal going in directly from a 65. You know, it's not something that, you know, you'd be, you'd be comfortable with seeing or, and I'm sure... You know, Brian himself w- w- wouldn't like to see it happen, but I do think there was a touch. His distribution was okay; it wasn't it wasn't spectacular. Do I think he'll be rotated? I think they probably will give him another go again on Sunday against Kenny. I think it wouldn't be fair to to to, to judge on, on what happened on, on on Saturday night on Saturday night with him. I suppose just two other things to touch on, as you mentioned, young players and key positions like goalkeeper. We had, you know, we had pretty much an untried fullback and an untried full forward in the team as well. So we had uh, James Quigley playing fullback and, and obviously Dennis Marr playing full forward. And again, I came away, probably scratched my head a little bit about both of them. I couldn't say conclusively, nor can you after one game, that, that either of them are going to be nailed on certainties to start for Tipperary going forward. I think they both deserve another look, certainly. Dennis, you know... I've been watching Dennis for a long time playing club and even schools before that. Um, you know, he's a big unit of a guy. You know, he, he, he links to play reasonably well. He got involved. He worked hard. You know, whether he has the speed and, and the mobility for, you know, as we say, summer hurling, I, I wouldn't be sure about that. And the same probably for Quigley, you know, at full back, whether or not he has, you know, all the attributes needed for a full back. I, I, I'm not 100% sure at inter-county level. And, you know, along with the goalkeeping spot, I mean, that's the spine of your team up along, you know, and, and I would be a little bit, I'd be, I'd be interested to see what happens in the next few games uh, to see who's selected there because there are positions that we've absolutely got to nail down. And, uh, you know, we, we spoke about Pawdy, obviously, at length last week, being no longer part of the panel. So there's one big option for fullback on. Um, and, and, you know, are we going to be relying on Shamey Jamie Callan again to play full forward. Does Jamie have, you know, have it in the legs to play full forward for the year for Tipperary again? You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I hope so. We'd all hope so, but I just, I, I don't know. So 
there, there are two other points probably just to make along with the goalkeeper. There is a little bit of uncertainty, certainly in my mind and in, in the minds of people I was speaking to after the game on Saturday night about that. Yeah, that's, that's definitely fair enough. At, at this stage of the year, you would expect more questions than answers. Um, two of the biggest takeaways from, from um, this game for me has been, you know, that we are starting to use more young players. There's always been that thought after Liam Sheedy, the end of his tenure, that we would have to blood a lot of new players. Of course, as you say, not all of them are going to be kind of ready-made all-stars and up to the standard. Some of them will be good enough. Some of them will become bit-part players bit part players and some of them they might just you know in, in time this might be their sole league campaign so, such as the way with these things the other thing that's evident as, he's, as he's, you've all said as well is the kind of the slight tweak or the change in style which we might have been expecting as well and slight, slightly more as they said go, going through the lines maybe before we move off this game Sean I might come to, come to you again our main Tipperary captain for 2022 it's a big big honour especially coming after the last week with Porek having to step back. So just maybe we might get your reflections on that. Yeah, kind of work filter around town there at the end of last week that Rowan was selected as tip captain by a ballot among the players. So in fairness, the players were asked who they want and they picked him out. So I know that's a good thing kind of going forward as well. Um, they respect him as well, surely. So he's going to be the centre of our defence, whether he's full-back or centre-back, that's to be found out. So, you know... Um, Going forward, great to see him in there and like maybe like normal grandma feeling lucky um not to kind of get in and I even thought no should have kind of got in maybe it was a last year shame we got the third year, wasn't it? Kind of usually kind of see every two years. So you know kind yeah, of and as well as going back to the old county champions as well with Lockmore. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of bypassing a bit. So but then again, not the same mind get it again next year. So but it's like for all and to fair, he's being as consistent as anyone. Um he's gonna stand in now, pull his boots and try and fill him, which there are some big boots to fill, but no better lads to do, that's for sure. Uh, definitely, and I suppose, look, all roads lead to Turles next Sunday then to move on. We mightn't have learned a whole lot from that leash game, but we certainly will next week. Kilkenny, I suppose, themselves had a workman-like win over Antrim in Northern Park. They now come to Semple Stadium 3.45 on Sunday. Stephen, you were down in Carrick and Borderland there with, with Kilkenny and Waterford there, the apex of the triangle. So I'm going to come to you first. Does this game now, is this a must-win for Bonner and, and his men? Um, any day you play Kilkenny, it's a must-win in my eyes. Um, and uh, I think when you come to when Tipperary played likes of Kilkenny or Cork, they're the heavyweights. They're the traditional rivals. These are must-win games, regardless of being in the league. Now I know it won't determine his future, and it won't determine our um uh, uh, the results later on in the championship. But Kilkenny are coming to town here. You know, you go out there was who you think your strongest, not, maybe not your strongest team, you still want to try a couple of lads. But you go out there with a team that's going to beat Kilkenny. You send them packing on down the road. And, uh, well, I want, to, I want to see, I want to see Mark Yeho get another go. I want to see Craig Morgan there again. Like, you know, but I want to see Ronan Maher back, centre back, or wherever they're going to play him for the year. I want to see, like, I want to see a few of the, I want to go a little bit stronger now. I'd like to see Prairie go a little bit stronger and um, get a, get a good. It would be a great conference boost for the panel. Like unfortunately, Paulie's not around anymore, but neither is Brendan. So to get a scal- get a good old win against Kilkenny this weekend would be a great conference boost to the squad. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Colin, again, I'll just come to you next. Is it a, is it a case of stick or twist? You hinted at it already uh, about the selection for Kilkenny. It's Tuesday evening here, so we don't have the team to hand. Um, how many changes would you make, if any? Well, look, Kevin, I suppose 
the, the league this year is going to be experimental, you know, both with personnel and also with tactics. I suppose, like like Stephen has alluded to, I, I'd like to see Ronan Marr maybe come in. He's captain of the team now. He's going to be the, the, the you know, one of the leaders, if not the leader of the team. So you'd like to see him come back in maybe to play at six. And I think his his presence there would probably benefit the other guys in the defence. Uh, maybe Shamie Kendi out of wing back. There's a couple of other young guys that, that, that you know, we need to maybe get a look at. Dylan Walsh, um, Bo, Garrod O'Connor, you know, if they were available. Also, Paddy Cadell and, and, and Owen Connolly are, are two other players who, who we haven't mentioned yet today. And again, you know, I'd like to see them get, get some, some game, game action. Because if you think about it, like, with all due respect, maybe to, 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 to a team like Antrim, and I could end up eating my words on this, you know, but you, you'd like to test these lads against the Kilkenny's of the world, this world, the Corks of this world, you know, you know the stronger teams, um, you know, and, and that's, what we, that's when we find out about these guys. So to answer your question, I suppose, I think, you know, I'd like to see maybe 11 or 12 of what started last Saturday night, maybe supplemented by, by two or three lads coming in. Because, you know, as Stephen said, you know, Kilkenny coming to town, like for 10 years, they were the two, we were the two titans, the two heavyweights. If you think about it, from 2009 to 2019, it was the biggest game in Hurling. It was, it was box office. It's probably a reflection of both counties at the moment. You know, Tip struggling a little bit to beat Leash on Saturday night. Kenny struggling to beat Antrim on Sunday. You know, it's, it's probably a reflection of how times have changed a little bit. You know, Kilkenny will be without their Ballyhale lads as well coming up on Sunday, that, that'll be a factor in the game as well. So they'll be a little bit experimental as well. So I suppose if ever there was a time maybe to, to you know, to, to give lads a chance, it's probably on Sunday against a Kilkenny team that won't be at full strength either and are very much in a transitionary mode as well as ourselves. Yeah, no, it's fair, fair comments. Looking at the Kilkenny team there, it's a team, it's a Kilkenny team that lacks probably what you'd call household names without the Ballyhale contingent and it's, you know, it's, Whatever about Tipperary kind of having lost some marquee players over recent years, Kilkenny are, are certainly maybe a year or two ahead of us in terms of in, in terms of their transition. It's what I hate as well. You know, Kilkenny will still be expecting to make Leinster finals and, and the rest of it. And yeah, it's just I think we're going to this is where we're really going to get the get to know these this new tip contingent and these new players when we see them, you know, in the likes of league games versus Kilkenny in, in Semple as well. You know, look, hopefully the conditions will be very different from what they wore in Port Leash last Saturday. And you know, does that's can for want of a better word, kind of like go out, go out and concentrate on hurling first and foremost, rather than where they're going to, where they're going to, to, to place, place their foot. Again, Sean, I'm just going to bring you in maybe for a briefing on Kilkenny, putting you on the spot there now. Um, as Colin said, they're without, they're without the Valley Hale contingent. Um, would you be worried ahead of this game? You know, do they have the firepower maybe to trouble what is going to be a makeshift or an exper- experimental tip backline? Um, like Kilkenny Tipperary is kind of a it's the, not a love story of Valentine's weekend but we all seem to play on Valentine's weekend as far as I remember running it is yeah. a strange one whatever the reason is I'm not sure um, but like Kilkenny as you say kind of got over Antrim the same as way we got over Leash typical Kenny league is always both teams always bring the extra bit to it like it's been, there's been crackers over the years there in the stadium in Nola Park like as Vice said I think Tip will make two or three changes there um, I think Rowan is going to be in on it. Maybe Brian McGrath, maybe Cadell. You know, there'll be a few. But I like to see Morgan and Barrett again. And like, them lads' reports are great from Saturday night on, or a few backs we had. And we need to, if them lads come up it again and lads round them go up another step, you know, that's one thing I'd like to see the positivity around the team then to be increased. But 
Kilkenny or Kilkenny, like you're never going to get an easy game. Like people are going, oh, Antrim are, got messed off lads. Oh, Antrim are four or five up. It's like, yeah, grand. Like final scores, you know, they outscored them then in the next 20, 30 minutes to no score. But it'll be interesting with Kilkenny missing TJ Reid and the Valley Hill lads. Um, they're playing Saturday. So if they get the balls going from Saturday, they might win again Sunday yeah. then. Yeah, the, the big danger is, as you say, we kind of, we read too much into one or two league games at this time of year. You know, conditions might be markedly different to, I would say, summer hurling, but I think we're out on April 16th or about then in championships. So maybe a lad like Dennis Marr, that's what they're thinking as a plan B. You know, you might get an awful day in April and, you know, you need you need that kind of different, different style of hurling. It wasn't just I, 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 I suppose, Kevin, just, just to take you up on that point, because it's a very interesting point, whereas... You know, traditionally, if, if you didn't have a good league and the league, you know, you were out of the league at the beginning of April, you mightn't be playing championship then till the middle of June. So you had, you know, you had eight or 10 weeks that you could get your head down, get training, and, you know, build things back up again. That's not going to happen this year. You know, so if, if, if you're going bad at the start of April, let's say you have championship two or three weeks later, you know, it's going to be a very, very quick turnaround. Whereas, you know, we've seen teams you know struggle their way through leagues before and then come out in the middle of June in the middle of June sorry absolutely hopping off the sod and, and, and raring to go I think that's less likely this year if you don't have momentum from the league you very little time you know to, to pick things up you're going to be out two three weeks later whatever it is you know so that's something as well that needs to be factored in you know when we're thinking about the league you'd almost nearly want to be building a bit of momentum now you know, to be carrying into the championship because the championship is so close to the league this year, you know, and to lay down a marker against Kilkenny, I mean, you know, look, you can't be beating Kilkenny enough, you know, I, I, I like, because, you know, when Kilkenny got on top of us in, 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 in league games in Nolan Park and in Thurless at times, they absolutely buried us into the ground, you know, and that's the way it should be. So I, I, I think, you know, you play Kilkenny on Sunday, if you sniff a bit of blood or you sniff a chance for a win, you go for it. You know, and you lay down a marker straight away, and, and that's it, because that's what Kilkenny did to us for, for several years. Once they got the sniff of our blood, they, they went for it, like, and they, and, they, and they did that with, with, with countless other teams as well. So, you know, I, I think if, if, we get an opportunity, you know, if we get an opportunity to win on Sunday, you take it, you win, you carry on to the next game then, and that's it. There's no phony war, there's no shadow boxing, you know, there's no stories of the team doing a hard training session on Sunday morning if we're looking for an excuse if we're beaten on Sunday evening. There's no excuses. You go out, you, you put out the best available team that you have. Obviously, as the boys said, you want to give 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 some new players a go. But you you, you treat this with the respect that it deserves. It's Kilkenny in Central Stadium. It doesn't get any bigger for Tipperary, to be honest with you. Go for it. And it's on that game. point, well, Colin, I think kind of it could be a starting point for Bonner if Tip get a big win on Sunday. If you can't, no, you get the positivity going around and like it's going to be 15,000 stadium on Sunday, you know. So, like, atmosphere wise, like, a new state championship is so soon that any momentum has to carry on, like you know, absolutely. Six weeks' time, more in the words where we are, like you know. And I think it's, it's something that's evident in all the reports from last weekend and the, the weekend before with the football has been the the effect of the return on the crowds on on the games as well. It is giving teams, you know, a bit of momentum and stuff, which is showing, you know, winning does mean that bit more as well. So maybe before we just leave the hurling, you know, we could spend an hour just talking about the other games that took place this weekend and you know Cork had a very good win we talked about markers being laid down Wexford certainly did one there under Darry Egan as well what caught your eye Stephen I'll come to you first there what for you I won't say the performance of the weekend or but for many of the league games there what, what's your biggest takeaway look I thought the Wexford Limerick game 
low scoring affair in overall, but it was it was a brilliant, brilliant game, brilliant advertisement for especially early February, you know. And uh, I think um, Wexford supporters will be very happy with Darry Egan. Um, he had been playing a lovely brand of hurling, which but Davy Davy Fitzgerald will tell you it's the same as they were doing last year, but it is it is, it is not. You can see it in in the boys. Uh, against Tipperary in two years ago, Wexford lads were running all over the place without any conviction. Without you know, they were, they were the corner back was running up to the corner forward spot, and it was just they were all better after fifty minutes. Wexford against against Limerick the other day to support play, support play with a purpose, and then was moving back into positions, get ready again. And you know, it was um, look, we all want to see Limerick getting better. And it doesn't matter what time of year to us, but. It just it 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 puts a little chink in the armor, you know. They they can be beaten. Other teams believe they can be beaten. I think this whole um this whole media frenzy of labeling the greatest team that ever played the game, you know, it is, for me it's a, a little bit uh, stomach turning because you know it is a, it is a, if they do it over the course of ten years, I believe, you know, and, and I think the 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 more teams hold back, step back from them. Don't meet them with the same intensity that a Wexford did. The, just the, the better or the easier the days Limerick will have. But um, Wexford performance, I thought, especially in front of their crowd, was a brilliant performance at the weekend. Yeah, certainly. I think, you know, talking to some Ireland people, you know, over the last few months, there's almost like an expectation all Ireland will see Limerick at their peak. And, you know, everyone else maybe not performing up to their own level, that would see, you know, Limerick almost waltzing all Ireland. But, you know, they're definitely, you know, look very early to be drawn any major conclusions there but you know we all know the wheel will turn but yeah. Limerick aren't going to stay on top for long so there could have be, to be get, you know, way of think, working Limerick out I think with, with Kilkenny down the years I know to be distracted but everyone stood back off and for years and years and years they just canter through uh, Leinster you know they got ready for an all Ireland semi-final and final every year because teams just fear them fear them and I think Wexford showed no fear the other day they went for them. They attacked in their droves. They support. They, they didn't just sit back, you know, and uh, it was great to watch. And now, look, could have the, adver- uh, the wrong effect for us. Limerick will regroup and go again. But beating them, putting that little chink there, putting that little doubt in the back of their mind, is, um, is what every team needs to be doing now for the league. And then going into the championship, they mightn't be as unbeatable as people think. Yeah. And um, Sean, I'll come to you next with... He who maybe can't be named, or will name him, Liam Cal. Do you think his his decision after one game was justified now in, in with Waterford battling to a draw with with Dublin over the weekend? Do you think he'd be happy now? Do you think um, that was a there was a crack in the second half? The intensity of that game from watching on TV, you no know, conditions weren't exactly great, but the heat's in it. No, it was it was action packed. They say for league game in January or sorry February, just January would not month we are, but um. He'd be half enough kind of take getting away from a draw there at the end, you know, they kind of pulled it back. Again, Dublin could have won there then with a few kind of chances to drop short and that. But, you know, he'd be happy. This time of year, kind of want performance. They want to see players develop and show a bit of character and steel um, when they're thrown in. And, like, Lean Carr got that and you kind of evident. But once, once they're not going out, kind of getting your arse handed to say, um, he'd be happy enough for that. But it's hard to know where to go yeah, from I there got the, um I, I got the impression that this weekend, whether the last or not, that every score, particularly in that Limerick-Wexford game, it actually meant something, you know, because yeah. it was so it was almost a throwback to the late 90s kind of thing. The, the score is even below that. You had to work, you had to, wor- and- 
yeah, you had to work a pass, even like double, you work a wall. It could be three or four passes to play in half hour line, four of the walls actually hit with a bar because the hits were so hard and the lads dropping the ball. And also, just to save in the Wexford Limerick game, every score meant something, you know, like a point every couple of minutes was, was which we wouldn't see often. It's usually a point every minute, like, you know, so it was crazy right. there. And like Limerick did hit 18, 19 miles, is it? Um, you know, so the, at the end of the day, they probably had 30 shots on goals and only 11 went over. Yeah, and the fear is when they click, they'll you know it'll be almost normal service resume. I suppose the exception to the rule at the weekend, Colin was Cork being Cork and looking a million dollars in in the league. So a uh, very comprehensive win over Clare. Uh, any reflections there? Or will Cork close the gap? Yeah, look, I I I, I didn't get to see that game, um, Kevin, as I was on on, on duty in, in Port Leash, as you know. Um, but look, from from what I've seen and, and, and well, what I've heard really about it was that. Clare started off well. I think they were with a three points up after 25 minutes and then Cork scored 110 without reply. And, you know, I suppose that's something that will be labelled as a criticism against Cork, really, that when it's a nice open game and the opposition let them hurl, they look world beaters. But what happens then when they meet the, the you know, the Limericks or the Wexfords of this world or, or, or the Tipperaries, even the Kilkenny's of this world, and it's physically put up to them? Are, are, they, able to, are they able to withstand that when they're not let, when they're not let hurl? The Waterford Dublin game, like the lads, I, I saw that on the TV. It was a good game again, considering the weather. Some good scoring in it. Interesting to see like Dublin couldn't keep fifteen men on the field. Like there seemed to be black cards and red cards and yellow cards all over the place for them. Like you know, and and maybe if they had managed to keep their full complement on the field, they 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 would have won the game. Now you know, I, I was obviously hoping that Dublin would win the game. Um, for, for for parochial reasons, you know, and you'll understand that I'm sure, Stephen and and Kevin. Um, and, and at the end there, I, I was screaming at one of the Dublin lads to take on the shot to, to, to win the game. They had two or three opportunities very close to the end there where they seemed almost afraid to take it on. And the chap that did then, he dropped it short into the goalkeeper's, into the goalkeeper's hand. But look, all the games you know, had, had a lot of intensity in them, the, the, the Wexford-Limerick game in particular. But I suppose to go back to, to, to a discussion that was had on, on, on this forum recently, the number of throw balls that I saw, particularly in the first half, I, I, it just really struck me in the first half, whether I was more awake in the first half, watching the game. Like, I saw Hannon several times throwing the ball, you know, and, and, and it's not, not being picked up on by refs at all. And, and even the Wexford goal, like the steps that that chap took, the, the corner forward, I mean, I, I don't know how that's not a free out. No, maybe he was fouled going in. But, you know, it, 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 is, is the game, I don't know how the game is going to be refereed. And when you contrast that to the football game between um, Tyrone and Armagh and, and how got David Goff absolutely to the letter of the law refereed that game. And we saw five lads getting sent off one after another in, in the closing stages of it. You know, so I think, you know, league games are often refereed a little bit differently than championship games are. You know, you see people getting away with things maybe at the start of the league that you won't see getting away at, in championship. But, Certainly, the one take I took from Wexford and Limerick, all of what the lads said, plus the blight of, of, of the throw pass, hand pass, is still still in the game. And, and it looks at this stage as if it's just been accepted, Kevin, to be honest with you. And that, yeah, and it's, it's a fair point. Normally, at the start of a, of a league, there is a campaign to enforce some existing rule or bring in a new rule. We haven't seen that maybe with, with COVID. There's been less, less of a, a focus on that this winter, but definitely the hand pass and the loose interpretation of what consists of hand pass is going to be is is going to be a problem um, there, and it's only a matter of time. I think I've seen it. 
for the last 12 months kind of creeping into the club game more and more as well. Mm. Uh, very, very, mar- very marginal cause there. Just mention maybe before we leave the hurling there, uh, Galway Henry had a soft launch, I suppose, with a with a soft win versus Offaly. I'm sure that none of you saw the highlights there, so we won't dwell on it. But um, yeah, I suppose he's he's doing what he should be doing up there with a with a nice easy win over Offaly. Yeah, I suppose. Look, it's a return to Division One hurling for them, so they're going to find find acclimatizing there that bit difficult. But Benny, you want to come in there on that one? No, I think look traditionally Galway Galway are, are a team that can run up big scores. You know, it's it's not unusual to see Galway score four twenty or four twenty two when they get a run on a team. There, they always seem to develop that that type of player and that type of forward. That, that can run up a big score. And look, as you said, for Offaly, you know, it's it's a return to the big time for them. And the big time for them is Division One hurling or Division One A or One B or whatever we're calling it now. That is that is a return, you know, to the big time for them. And and you know, without throwing cliches around, like we need as many counties as we can competing at the top level. Like, you know, we much and all as we might take a bit of amusement out of Offaly being down, you know, and, and, and a bit of slagging and that at the same time. We need more counties competitive to, to keep things interesting. You know, it would be good to see Offaly come back up again and, and be challenging, particularly in Leinster. But it's 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 a long road back for them. There's no doubt about it. And that golf was was quite evident looking at the scoreline certainly on Sunday. Yes, um, th- thanks, folks. That's a fairly good roundup of I think the action, most of the action from uh, round one of the National Hurling League. And you know, we have a, we're straight into another round, round this weekend, so more fun and games and some. Other big games. Uh, the footballers, they played their second round of Division 4 of the National Football League uh, last weekend with a hosting hosting Leitrim. And, you know, we were talking about this last week on the pod and we were all expecting and hoping for a win versus Leitrim. Stephen, it definitely didn't work out that way. Um, where to now for Tip- Tipperary football? And uh, look, I'm not expecting expert views here, but again, mm-hmm. Leitrim lost without... I'm not even sure they showed a lot of fight. Um you know, where, yeah. where to from here for Davy Power and Co? It's a, it's a tough one. I see, um, I just, just waiting to come on there. I've seen a headline from Davy. We need to win the next five games to qualify out of the division. I'm so, Jesus. You know, that's that's a massive ask. And we kind of got into a bit of trouble here two weeks ago for saying it's going to be a tough year for Tip. Look, I, I, I would have loved to have been wrong. I would have really loved to have been wrong. Like, I, I'm, I enjoy the football. I'm not a massive avid follower but again it's lads wearing tip jerseys you're going to support them you want them to do well I think um, aside from the result I think what disappointed me most is hearing reports of um, of the captain having to throw in a rocket to, to, towards to a few of the players like you know and uh, uh, Sweeney he doesn't strike me as a fella that wouldn't bitch and moan at his teammates you know and when someone like that has to throw a you know, has to has to raise his voice to his teammates. Let's say something's not right. You know, like he's if he's asking for more, more, more. What are they not given? Like you know, is 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 when you're going out there playing, and you're going to have bad days. Everyone has, but the body language can't reflect the bad day. You know, like is it down in tools or we're bet we're bet down by five points now or whatever it is. We just give up, or do you, you drive on with it? Like regardless of. The, the scoreline or regardless of the result and it's just uh, it's a worrying to hear the reports that that the captain has to go on to his players to, 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 to G him up a bit like in the middle of a game and look I hope they can turn it around and you know you don't want to go into championship with uh, 
low on confidence, but you know, it, it's looking very tough for him. Like even just you, you'd be thinking London might have been a banker. They're on they're on four points now, is it? Yeah, no, they're, all, they're all great. Carlos yeah. seems to be very, very weak, is the one thing. Um, you know, um so it is it's a tough, tough road ahead of them now. So hopefully they can change things around. Maybe you have to hit rock bottom to, to start climbing again, climbing again, you know. Yeah, and, and Sean, maybe just to take up on that, uh, do you think this is rock, rock bottom? I saw that Davy Power quote that Stephen's talking about and said, well, you know, he's not wrong. They do need to win the, the next five games. But look, I need to train very hard to get into the Tipperary Senior Hurling panel. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. You know, um, should he just be focused on the next game? We got to a monster under 20 final, I think, during the summer. Um, should more of those as now be coming in do we write off the league how would you approach maybe the next game or two there's no point writing it off because as Colin said earlier championship is so close again like it's got to go and win the next game like, just improve like, like get the support behind you get the negativity gone like we exactly weren't positive here last week so when you see the results then it wouldn't give you a chance to be positive but like there's time there's time like there is games to get it going and the thing is don't lose the next two or three or not even play a good performance throughout the championship you're getting bit and the season's over. You know, you don't you don't want that, like, you know. Poor performers like in London coming to town, like that's a chance for down. I, mean, I know it's in all you're playing a week London, but just get a win and like it's saving a hurling over there to see like Galway there and don't play it off in the spectrum. No, there's no to like just put down Americans beat him, like you know, that's it. Yeah, and, and Colin, maybe just on the football, like are we one of those weaker counties now that need this second tier competition to come in in football? It's not in for this year, but you know they're going back with the proposal to the next uh, council meeting. Do you do you put us in that space? Personally, I always thought that you know this, that that could be best. You know, uh, sort counties underneath kind of Tipperary's level. Fine yeah. for them, maybe not for us. We'd more of a tradition. But you look at the personnel personnel there now. Are we in that state? Well, Kevin, look. I mean, results would tell us that we are. I mean, in Munster at the moment. You can't make an argument that we're not five out of six now, really. You know, and, and we drew with what we consider number six, which is Waterford. Claire, Claire in particular and Limerick, I'd argue, have gone ahead of us now in the football. And actually, what, what I find find it difficult to comprehend at the moment is that, you know, I, I know the guys that are involved, Davy Power, Charlie McGeever, Conor O'Dwyer, like they're all really good guys, really committed guys, you know, really know their football, you know. But for whatever reason, it's just we're just not getting the results. We're not getting the performances out of the players at all. You know, and, and, and this isn't just this league campaign. If we could just say, okay, you know, the last two games have been poor, but, you know, you know, you have sort of ups and downs. But really, since we won the Munster final in November 2020, I was trying to think of who have we beaten since then in league or championship. I, I remember us beating Wicklow at some stage. You know, we've drawn with Waterford. But I think other than that, we've lost to Limerick, Offaly, Longford, you know what I mean? You know, no heavyweights in football there and, 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 and they're beating us, you know? So that, that's disappointing and that probably shows us where we are. Now, look, I've said before on the podcast, and, and again, I, I have to repeat this, we have lost a lot of players, okay? I think I read someplace that we've lost 12 or 13 players since, since, since we won the Monster Final 14 months ago. The likes of Michael Quinlivan, Emmett Boland, you know, Philip Ryan, Austin, Greg Henry, Wigley, you know... Connor Bowen, Paddy Creedon are gone to the hurling. Brian Fox is retired. You know, that's a huge turnover, huge turnover of players. So there is going to be, again, to use that word you don't like using, I don't like using, there is going to be a bit of a transition. But there's transition and there's losing at home to Leitrim, like we did, and, and drawing with Waterford. 
you know, that's more than transition. That's that's a slippery slope now that we're on. Yeah, and, transition you know, means you end up somewhere. And, yeah, uh, ask a, a, a controversial question then, and um, just to touch on a on a just a point you now, whether it was meant or not. When you asked how do we get performance out of the players, this uh, slump or downward spiral is coming since the monster final. Maybe has the management taken them as far as they can take them? You know, is there is there is there's a question mark over the, the panel that's there? I think that's it's unfair to put a question mark on the panel of players that's there, regardless of who is missing, without questioning management as well. Like the reports we hear in it. I'd like to see Tabray now for the next five league games, right? Throw caution to the wind, go at them, attack teams, you know, play an expansive style of football. Are we going down that route or are we playing a defensive game of football that's not getting the best out of our players going forward? You know, we've, we've, we've Sweeney up top there, one of the best footballers in Ireland. Like, are we, are we doing enough to get him that ball quick as possible? You know, that like the question mark there's this question mark over the players is is the is the panel good enough? It has to be a question mark over management as well as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, look, I, I, like I, as I said, Stephen, like you know, the, the boys that are involved in the management team, you know, I, I, I would know know them and know of them quite well, and and you know, I, they're 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 good lads and, and and they know their football, but you know, it, it has been remarked, particularly after Sunday, that there seemed to be. No game plan on Sunday. Passes were going astray. You know, as we said, the captain had to go back and g up lads. That you know, it, it it didn't didn't look good. And and you know, you talk about pride and heart and Sweeney having to go back and g up lads, but pride and heart usually comes from a good team setup and a good team bond. And and you, you know, if if that's missing, then, then that's not a good sign. But I mean, you know, I, I'm sure the management are not. Uh, telling the players to miss passes or they're not, you know, they're not set, setting them out to fail or they're not setting them out with a bad game plan. But for whatever reason, it's not coming together at the moment. And I suppose the point I'd make is that this isn't just the last two games. As you said, this is symptomatic now of, of a slow and steady decline. And we now find ourselves, you know, pretty much, you know, in danger of being relegated out of Division 4 if that was possible because that's where we're at at the moment. You know, and, and it just is disappointing. You know, but... You know, I, I don't think, you know, GAA teams generally don't change management mid-season. You know, and I don't think anybody here is calling for management to be changed. No, no, no absolutely that, not. The reason I asked him that, yeah, the reason I, the reason I mentioned that is when Lee Sheedy won the all Ireland in 2019, the following year we were poor and we were poor the year after. Like, like, he was questioned, you know, like, are we moving into a game plan? We, like... The tip public are hardest on the tip hurling folk, and the football want the same coverage, want the same respect as the hurler. So I, I, I think all facets of tip football should be under the same. If we're going down that route, should be under the same scrutiny. And, and, and I've no doubt that the the football management are great people and they're great. Maybe they're just unlucky now that our little our, our golden crop is the you old know, circle is coming that. We're on the way down first before the next lap come in. But, you know, I think for us to improve both hurling and football, every every rock has to be turned over and every question has to be asked of everyone. You know, I, I don't mean to be picking on, on management there, but I'm just saying we have to ask the questions of management as well as players. You know, I'm sure they'll assess their position at the end, probably be three years at the end of this year. Anyway, I think, look, if they were to, you know, hindsight and all that, they probably w- would have 
resigned at the high point after you know on the on the field after winning the monster titles. But look, they all love Tipperary football. They all love, mm, yeah. you know, look that's that's a given and all, all that. But yeah, they're you know the results haven't haven't been great and all that. But I, I just wish them best best to look like you know yeah, in for the absolutely. remainder of this league campaign. I I think on it. Um, folks, one of the other, I suppose, big developments over the last week has been the or has been the publishing of the. I'm going to call it the club fixtures plan for the next. I know there's inter-county in there as well from the county board. Uh, Stephen, you're still playing there. Uh, um, as a player, you know, do, do, do you welcome this? Anything strike your, strike your eye? Um, gives you a bit of certainty of your own training and all that? Yeah. The, the long-term plan is uh, it's fantastic. Like, we know we're out now. Uh, the, 20, is it the 20th, first round of the county league or that weekend, you know you're out. It's rotating between the hurling football and you know you're out. You know when championship is starting, or you know when it's, it's. Jeez, I remember when I first started hurling, so we didn't know when. You know, I say every club suffered from lads booking holidays, and then all of a sudden championship match is on. You know, and they had to get either reimburse whether they go or they lose the money. You know, I I think a long term fixtures plan is is definitely a big help for uh, hurling and football and tip in 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 every county that that does it because it gives. It gives lads, young men, a chance to plan their lives, and it gives slightly older men with families uh, a better chance to plan things with their families too. And it, it's it's only a positive, a positive. It's a long time coming, but look, finally we're here now, and and uh, it's only it'll only get better. So very happy to see it anyway. And and plus, it gives everyone an old talking point as well. The old plan comes out. We're out that weekend. We're out this weekend. You know, anything to start chat about GA is positive. Yeah, ninth of October, Sean. You're going booking off the Monday for Sarsfields to lose another county final. Yeah, she's in already. Grant, <laughs> she's, in, she's in every year. I go on the lose. Not in or not, anyway. Yeah, not 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 too far wrong. Yeah, um, so look but at- just echo Steve Mears. Like, is we got the fixed release today and the way it's sent on. Like, even. Like players in the backroom staff and lads are doing stats and stuff. They know they can plan. David Callender now, so Google Callender done. The horn this weekend, you know. It's like how it wasn't done soon. I don't know. Like it just takes a bit of sitting down and planning. But like it's, it's class to say the word. Like it is. Like you can book, you can book a holiday now and know that you won't miss a match. Like, or exactly. Plan a wedding, stags, everything like that. Well. You know, like at least I know they it's in character. Haven't given too many walkovers lately, anyway, because must plan the stags around the fixtures. It's grand. They haven't have got up to Turles to, to have an excuse first. So, uh, no, like as you said, you know, we're on about peaking at the right time and all that. So, you know, you have the dates there now, so you, you can you can work back from them. I, I, I think it's very good. So, right, chaps, I think, you know, thanks very much for that. I think we leave it there. Thanks a million. Good thanks for a minute. Kevin Sound. Thanks, Look, lads. Cheers.